shit. You're here. <laughs> you look so pretty. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, you guys. This is your girl, J-O-E, back with another episode of Shit Under My Nail. Today's episode is actually going to be about um, Inauguration Day that happened on January the 20th of 2021. Um, I'm going to let you know the highs and the lows and the good and the bad of many different situations today. And let's go. All right, you guys, so let's definitely kick off this episode by specifically talking about all the many different things that um, people kind of sort of had access to. We had access to the Capitol in more ways than we could ever expect. We had a um, Latino by the name of Jennifer Lopez, who basically sung and spoke Spanish on the Capitol ground, something that has never happened. We also had a poet by the name of Amanda, who is 22, one of the youngest poets um, to speak words of wisdom and truly uh, open the eyes of America. Um, it, it, it's a lot to take in. And to be honest, I've actually recorded an episode and then I had to just go back and delete everything because I, I like to do my own research in my own way. And I kind of, I'm going to be honest, I kind of was lacking and that's in all honesty, I'm honest with myself. And I'm transparent as hell with you guys. So I just want to let it be known. I just had to go back, recoup, and start it over again. So I looked at the fashion, of course. And I'll let y'all know how I felt about the fashion. All right. So, of course, according to some of the fashion, the highs and the low of the situation, we're going to go ahead and get into the main people, specifically Jennifer Lopez. She looks very wonderful in her all white suit as she performed, but she also wore a nice little, I guess you want to call it like a pastel black and white jacket, giving me Cruella DeVille vibes. But, you know, she also still looks like Jenny from the block you know, just gotten older. That's all. She still looks great for her age. It's not to throw any shade to her her look, but she definitely still looks good. Lady Gaga is definitely giving me Hunger Games. Not really a big fan of Hunger Games, but yeah, that's kind of like, that's the vibe that she's giving me. Um, Michelle Obama, of course, that is the one who killed it the entire motherfucking night. You hear me? The entire night. Um, With Michelle being the height that she is, she's a very curvaceous woman. She did her curls, basically represented her in its fullest potential. Um, She had a nice little high-waist burgundy ensemble with a nice long, long, long jacket, Um, nice uh, wide leg, and a gorgeous belt to go with her whole entire ensemble. And on the side of her was our former President Obama, looking as dapper as he normally does. It was pretty good to 
just have a feel of black love and what it could potentially be and what it could inspire to be or whatever the case may be. Um, Amber, who, again, I've stated earlier in the episode, she is one of the youngest poets. And um, she she was dope. And her outfit was exactly what needed it to be. Um, I think, I want to say they said Garth Brooks was there. And Garth Brooks, he is unforgettably country. So, of course, you know, he definitely wore his um, jeans. Now, it was said to be that Lady Gaga, because Lady Gaga, she wore this very big red poofy dress with a big ass golden bird on her chest it was said that they were trying to color coordinate according to the united states american flag red white and blue um i guess if that's what they were going for i guess it kind of worked but at the same time it would have been even better if they would have just somehow some way uh coordinate maybe i mean or at least have the same patterns, or I don't know. Don't judge me because my fashion ain't all the way there. But um, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to talk about Miss Amanda. I'm going to let you listen to her poem. And um, from my understanding, originally um, she wrote a poem and it was very, very top-notch. And when she's seen what happened on January the 6th, her poem kind of changed just a little bit to kind of sort of address these situations at hand. So I'm going to go ahead and let you guys listen to this and I'm going to come back with the commentary. Let me introduce Amanda Gorman, uh, our nation's first ever national poet laureate. President, Dr. Biden, Madam Vice President, Mr. Emhoff, Americans, and the world. When day comes, we ask ourselves, where can we find light in this never-ending shade? The loss we carry, a sea we must wade. We've braved the belly of the beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace and the norms and notions of what just is, isn't always just is. And yet the dawn is ours before we knew it. Somehow we do it. Somehow we've weathered and witnessed a nation that isn't broken, but simply unfinished. We, the successors of a country and a time where a skinny black girl descended from slaves and raised by a single mother can dream of becoming president only to find herself reciting for one. And yes, we are far from polished, far from pristine, but that doesn't mean we are striving to form a union that is perfect. 
We are striving to forge our union with purpose, to compose a country committed to all cultures, colors, characters, and conditions of man. And so we lift our gaze not to what stands between us, but what stands before us. We close the divide because we know to put our future first. We must first put our differences aside. We lay down our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another. We seek harm to none and harmony for all. Let the globe, if nothing else, say this is true. That even as we grieved, we grew. That even as we hurt, we hoped. That even as we tired, we tried. That we'll forever be tied together, victorious. Not because we will never again know defeat, but because we will never again sow division. Scripture tells us to envision that everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. If we're to live up to our own time, then victory won't lie in the blade, but in all the bridges we've made. That is the promise to Glade, the hill we climb, if only we dare it. Because being American is more than a pride we inherit. It's the past we step into and how we repair it. We've seen a force that would shatter our nation rather than share it would destroy our country if it meant delaying democracy. And this effort very nearly succeeded. But while democracy can be periodically delayed, it can never be permanently defeated. In this truth, in this faith we trust, for while we have our eyes on the future, history has its eyes on us. This is the era of just redemption. We feared it at its inception. We did not feel prepared to be the heirs of such a terrifying hour, but within it we found the power to author a new chapter, to offer hope and laughter to ourselves so while once we asked, how could we possibly prevail over catastrophe? Now we assert, how could catastrophe possibly prevail over us? We will not march back to what was, but move to what shall be a country that is bruised, but whole, benevolent, but bold, fierce, and free. We will not be turned around or interrupted by intimidation because we know our inaction and inertia will be the inheritance of the next generation. Our blunders become their burdens. But one thing is certain. If we merge mercy with might and might with right, then love becomes our legacy and change our children's birthright. So let us leave behind a country better than the one we were left with every breath from my bronze pounded chest. We will raise this wounded world into a wondrous one. We will rise from the gold-limbed hills of the West. We will rise from the windswept Northeast where our forefathers first realized revolution. We will rise from the lake-rimmed cities of the Midwestern states. We will rise from the sun-baked South. We will rebuild 
reconcile and recover in every known nook of our nation, in every corner called our country. Our people, diverse and beautiful, will emerge battered and beautiful. When day comes, we step out of the shade of flame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms as we free it. For there is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. So that right there was a poem that was read from Amanda Gorman, who, again, she's one of the first youngest African-American women to be on Capitol Hill reading a poem for the president, okay? And the name of that poem was called The Hills We Climb. So I can honestly say I am not only proud of her, but I'm definitely excited about where this country may be potentially um, going. Um, Joe Biden was put into office and so was Miss Kamala Harris. And um, Joe officially went to work, okay? He went ahead and signed a couple of different, I think it was a possibly about 30 executive actions that either he was dismantling, reversing, or just trying to put a stop to in general that Trump had into place for the American citizens. Um, so I'm going to see if I can grab any and all of them, but it's not. It's not really much. So basically, um, he did, uh, it looks like 30, um, executive actions. That's what is, um, that's what I wrote down. So 30 executive actions Biden has taken in his first day of administration, which includes, um, halting the funds on the construction for Trump's border wall, reversing uh, travel bans for target uh, target uh, Muslim countries, um, imposing mask mandate um, for property and revamping uh, basically uh, people. Y'all don't understand. This is like the craziest. I mean, look, let's make it abundantly clear. Joe Biden has his plan. It's about almost triple the amount that Donald Trump's plan was. And I'm definitely not going to say no to the money. I can definitely say yes and appreciate it and definitely fuck with it in any type of way. But He's basically signing an order as well to sit up here and you have to take a COVID test and you have to get a vaccination. Uh, The vaccination is not really something that I'm fucking with. Um, One of the orders that he put into place as well was he wanted to restore and um, collectively bargain the power and the workers' protection for federal workers and uh, lays the foundation for a minimum wage to be 15. Now, as I was growing up, and I'm not that 
old, but I'm 29. When I officially started in the workforce, uh, I remember it being 5.25 or 7.25 as minimum wage. So he's starting to work towards getting that up. Did he get that reversed? Absolutely. So we're working on at least minimum 15 because of the economic struggle that is going on. Um, he also, it hasn't been reversed as of yet for the economy, but he calls for assistance to those who are struggling to buy food, missing out on stimulus checks and are unemployed. So, um, I recently just seen, a like a TikTok video of this young lady and don't get me wrong. Cause I'm not going to remember her name, but she was just like explaining how she did feel bad that she just helped fire 20 people like had to take their badges. So there are still people losing jobs every day. Um, we're still going through this pandemic in its entirety at, at, at its finest. Right. Um, so that's one thing that hasn't been reversed, but he also um, let it be known that he wants to uh, have delivery of supplies and vaccination and testing and personal uh, protection equipment. It hasn't been reversed where he is able to uh, get that manufactured and delivered, but he's definitely working on it. Um, he's also working on direct FEMA to expand the reimbursement to states um, to fully cover the cost of, for the National Guard's personnel and the emergency supplies. Um, that's, again, something that hasn't been reversed, but he is definitely, it was an executive order that he did sign and put into place. Um, what else did he put in place? He put in the place that... Um, he wants to establish the pandemic testing borders to be expanded um, over the the entire United States. Um, COVID-19 is really at its highest here in the United States compared to any other place. Again, hasn't been reversed, haven't been a yes to, but they're still working on it. Um he also wanted to uh, direct FEMA to create federal support uh, for community vaccinations for those who are unable to afford vaccination and or testing, um, which means that either you are on Medicaid, Medicare, or you have no insurance at all. Um, for those people, he wants to make sure that they have the ability to get the vaccine um, and that it is available for them. Um he also put into place that um, basically he wants to enhance the national collection of production, uh, sharing the, you know, the overall data for COVID-19 uh, uh, patients who have, who've been lost and who's recovering. So he wants to get the actual numbers for each and every state, for each and every county. Um these are things that have not been reversed again, but this is something that he signed the day of his presidency. Um, he also wanted to um, establish uh, from the Department of uh, Education that uh, high schoolers and that, I'm sorry, I was I just want to make sure I'm saying this correct. Um 
he basically stated that um, the directors of the Department of Education and the HHS is to provide a guidance to safely reopen schools, um, have it operating as if it is just as normal for children for childcare and um, any anyone who does any type of higher education. He also called um, safety and the health administration uh, to release uh, the guidelines for COVID-19 deciding uh, whether to establish emergency uh, temporary standards or direct OSHA uh, enforced workers' health and safety requirements. He also put into place, again, these are all executive orders that he signed the day of um, his presidency. He is putting into place that you are required Let's make that clear again. Required. You are required to wear a mask in airports and certain uh, areas, transportation, including many trains, planes, uh, vessels, buses, international travels, and you must have proof of a negative COVID test prior to coming into the United States. Now, I'm down. I am definitely down with the wearing the mask and Showing proof that you don't have COVID. But what I don't agree with is the vaccination. It still has not been properly tested. I cannot say that I it, it's something that I would trust, but that is one of the orders that he did sign. Um, let's see. He also signed a couple of more that basically launched his first 100 days masking challenge asking Americans to wear masks for 100 days, requiring masks and physical distance in the federal buildings, uh, federal landmarks, and by government contractors, and urging states and local governments to do the same. He also detected to... He also wanted to detect and restore the leadership supportive in the international uh, pandemic response effort. He promoted a couple of people via um web and um he made it abundantly clear what he is gonna accept and what he is not gonna accept now one thing that was automatically granted uh as well as the uh, minimum wage that was boosted up uh he wanted to stop the united states from withdrawing from the world health organization with uh dr anthony Fusi, who became the head of diligent to the who. Um, like I said, it's so many different things. Let's see what else did he grant. He did grant that he wants to rejoin Paris in climate according to the process that will be taking in the next 30 days. He want to cancel the key song on the extra large pipelines that direct agencies to review and reverse more than 100 of Trump's actions and environment. Um, he wanted to require non-citizens to be included in the census and um, so that they were counted. Um, he wanted to do the, uh, he wanted to undo Trump's expansion of immigrant enforcement within the United States. He wanted to halt construction on the border and terminate the wall in its entirety. 
I'm talking about your boy Joe went to work. Matter of fact, he's been signing orders. Some of those orders were actually signed on the 21st. Well, 21st, 22nd, and the 20th is when he signed actually 30 executive orders. Mind you, just because the president signed something doesn't mean that it's actually correct or that it's true. It still has to get voted through two other houses before it becomes something that is that we're abiding by. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys listen to uh, him uh, basically explain how he's not going to take any nonsense and what will happen if you are against the cost in any type of way. Like, Joe is not playing. So, if you got something to say, this is what Joe got to say. And I'm going to come back with the rest of my commentary. It's clear to more than 100 new staff during a virtual swearing-in ceremony. If you ever work with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. On the spot. No ifs, ands, or buts. Everybody, everybody is entitled to be treated with decency and dignity. That's been missing in a big way the last four years. I'm going to make mistakes when I make them. I'll acknowledge them, and I'll tell you. And I'll need your help to help me correct them. Also this morning, the Department of Homeland Security is starting a 100-day moratorium on deportations and ending the Trump-era policy of requiring non-Mexican asylum seekers to stay in Mexico ahead of their court hearings. And an example of how the new president is re-engaging the world, the White House says that his first call to a foreign leader will be to our neighbors to the north. He's scheduled to speak with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau tomorrow. All right, so as you know... um, Joe is not playing no games. If you disrespect anybody up in this camp, you're getting fired. So, best believe you will not have your job. Um, I did see that they actually removed a couple of um, of the soldiers because of their comments or they represented the wrong side of um, America or so what they called America. So a couple of them got removed and that I guess that's what Joe is not trying to have and he is not fucking with it at all. So don't play with Joe or your ass is fired for real. Um, with all that being said, there were a couple of other things that happened between the 20th and up until now. So 